Hello and welcome back to another episode of 52 in 52, a podcast where we watch at least one movie a week for every week in the year and record an episode about it. Today we're going to be talking about A Quiet Place, the new horror thriller movie from John Krasinski, a.k.a. Jim from The Office. If you guys don't know, this movie is basically about a family that's living in this kind of post-tragedy uh, world, I guess, monster world. Apocalyptic. Where- I guess it's not it's kind of apocalyptic, but like basically uh, there's like monsters that are living in the world and if they they're blind, but they can uh, track you down by noise and then they just kill you basically. Um, So it's John Krasinski, Emily Blunt, and then um, Millicent Simmons and um, she's like a child actor and then another child actor named Noah Jupe, I think. Yes. Um, So, yeah, uh, I think just like I kind of just want to talk about it just like as if people have already seen it, I think um, just like spoilers all the way through. Cause I think it's just easier to talk about that way. Sure. If that's cool with you. Um, yeah. So what did you think? What did you, what were uh, your expectations? I, 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 think, I think you should start. Cause you, okay. you have, you have the weirder relationship with horror movies than me. I yeah. Uh, yeah. Have we the... ever re- reviewed a horror movie on the podcast? Did we do one for don't breathe? No. And I guess that's more like, that's more horror than something like green room. Those both came out and, Oh, okay. Summer sure. 2016. And we talked, I mean, I feel like we talked a lot about this like whole distinction between horror thriller and how some stuff gets marketed is called horror when it's not quite what sure. we think of when we typically think of horror. Sure. But like yeah. th- that year, like we saw or last year, like people call Get Out a horror movie, but it's obviously not a horror movie in the same I mean, way. It, it, sure, but it is. Way, so, so yeah, so that's, I mean, we have talked about that. We talked about Green yeah. Room. We talked sure. about Neon Demon, which some people call horror. Like, oh, yeah. yeah. Okay, so okay. like, I mean, they're all different types of horrors, but I, I almost think this might be the closest thing to like traditional, traditional jump, horror, jump scare yeah. horror. You bring your hoodie to the theater, like as you are wont to do sometimes, yeah. and that kind of thing. Yeah. So, uh, I don't know what, what get what gets you to go see one of these things these days. Just like friends that like horror movies, or like are you like to the point where it's like I have a movie podcast, I should see a horror movie if it gets good reviews. No. Like, what what, what what was the draw for this one? Uh, I think just I think the idea of it is was so cool. Mm-hmm. and fascinating and the trailer while it kind of gave away some things it was almost necessary to kind of put you in like the world um and the trailer was i think that the, the trailers were pretty scary um trevor and i were basically like because he hates horror movies probably more than i do oh really um see i thought maybe it was I him was, he i thought he's like bro let's no, go see this and you're like oh, no okay. no he was like he so i think like two or three months ago he was the one that was like hey man have you seen a, the a quiet place trailer i was like What's that? No, I don't know what you're talking about. And he showed it to me, and I was like, Jesus, fuck. I was like, Whatever. <laughs> and then as you know, we're hanging out, like we we ended up seeing the trailer like every day, and then social media and everything, and we talk about it all the time. And I was like, all right, well, Trevor, like you got to go see it. He's like, no, nah, I'm not fucking seeing this movie. <laughs> Whatever. I was like, dude, like I, we made some kind of agreement. I was like, uh, I'll do this, and you'll go see the movie. He was like, all right. I was like, listen, dude, like I'm gonna be as scared <laughs> as you are, but I'm gonna see it anyway. So we went and saw it. Uh, I think just – I mean it got good reviews. The concept was cool. John Krasinski and Emily Blunt are cool. So I was like, fuck it. I'll go see it. So I was uh, – I liked it a lot. I think it was a really good movie. I don't particularly like the ending and I think that it's 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 actually like kind of very simplistic and I almost wish that – I don't know. Like it's a good movie. I think I, my expectations actually might have been a little bit too high for how good the movie was. But, like, I liked it a lot. I don't know. What yeah. about you? Yeah, I liked it too. I uh, 
I think I, I like you said, it's just a really cool concept, and I think it was uh, executed really well. It's the sound is just or lack thereof is pretty chilling at times, and uh, mm-hmm. and just the way they allow the scenes to breathe and to the point where any little sound like makes you jump almost more than a monster might, uh, which I, I really appreciated. And I thought he pulled all the, all that off really well. And I, I might've almost been grading on a curve to some extent because it's uh, John Krasinski's directed a couple movies before. I didn't see either of them. The first one, mm-hmm. like no one ever really saw in the first place. The next one was that movie, the hollers, which I also didn't see. It was kind of just like a family drama oh, though. that okay. got middle yeah, reviews and not a lot of success. And I was just like, wow, this guy's directing like a horror movie on a somewhat large scale. Like not like the, it looked like the most expensive movie in the world to make, but like, obviously much more ambitious than whatever he had done so i'm like wow this guy can who's literally just known for being like a goofy guy on a sitcom and directed a couple of really small indie mm-hmm. movies like pulled off something like this and i guess it's similar to like what jordan peele pulled off last year i'd say in that way without yeah. without comparing the movies in quality it's just like wow this guy is capable of directing a horror movie and doing it like convincingly like you would think they've been doing it for a long time so yeah. I, technically i really enjoyed the movie and thought it made use of all that stuff and i i mean it's pretty cool in certain ways how in addition to providing you with a lot of those traditional horror elements, it's a fairly interesting family story in certain mm-hmm. ways. I think it works better yeah. in some ways than other, but I think I it's almost cool. think it's a parenting movie at the end of the day more than anything else. Yeah, it's definitely, and I think, I don't know, one, one thing that I, I'm not sure, like, whether or not, I don't want to say it bothered me, but I kept thinking about, like, it's awfully convenient that they have a deaf kid. You know, which is like the one family that happens to survive the apocalypse has a deaf kid, so they all know how to speak sign language. And yeah. I, I, I was wondering, like, and she, I, I, she's actually, uh, I think she's a really good actress, Millicent Simmons. She was the one, one of the few redeeming parts of Wonderstruck, that movie from last year, uh, where mm-hmm. it was kind of like her debut. But I was wondering, like, man, it would have actually also been kind of cool if there was a way to like do this movie with not even having sign language. Uh, and that yeah. I, that almost would have been like a more impressive beat. But like I'm saying, I'm not knocking the movie a whole lot for that. That was just like one thing I thought about. There might have been like a few other storytelling um, or writing or directing things that bothered me here and there. But like overall, yeah. I definitely liked it too. Yeah, that's the thing is technically it's really, really good. Um, and you brought up how the, the deaf thing is kind of convenient. And that's that's sort of where the movie took me out of it a little bit was – some of the writing and some of the like thematic stuff was just kind of simplistic at the end of the day. Um, they had some like corny lines that I don't necessarily think they like needed to have, but it all ended up working very well. I will say that the the marketing for it was actually really good because like uh, as soon as the the fucking kid just died right at the beginning, I was like, oh shit, okay, because like I didn't know. I think in the trailers they only show like four kids, so you weren't sure, and then. They have like this kid and there's like five of them and I wasn't sure at first like what was going on. And then he actually like dies and you're like, oh shit, like all right, this movie is for real. <laughs> What's funny that uh, you talk about how good the marketing is and another movie that we're going to talk about today, Blockers, had like yeah. really shitty marketing actually. Uh, yeah. And this one was really good because I, I, I was like – when they you see the thing in the trailer about that plane and yeah. – you see, then you see it come up to me in the movie. I'm like, I, I was thinking at that point, the similar to you, I guess, that like, oh, is this just going to be like the most obvious thing that's going to come back way later in the movie? And yeah. then you see that scene where they're walking over the bridge. It's like, oh, this is going to happen now. So I don't have to like, that, I don't have to wait for that to be like another shoot to drop. Sure. Where, like, I that's already true. saw that yeah, trailer. Yeah. Like, I was just like really annoyed that like I was going to just like, 
I felt like that was something stupid that it spoiled. So I was like, oh, this is something that just happens in the first five minutes. It's a cool thing they put in the trailer to, like you said earlier, like just kind of put you into what that world is going to be like. I didn't know it was yeah. going to be like as crazy as like the youngest kid dying right off the bat. So like I, when you see it in the trailer, like, I, I don't know when you saw that trailer. It's, it's just, just like contextually, you watch, I feel like it's different. Did you think right? the kid was going to die in the trailer? Like it doesn't show. No. The, yeah, exactly. So no. so it, 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 it kind of pulled – it was a trick – like like, like, you, like yeah. you're saying, it's a trick in the marketing that like set you up for one thing. It became another thing that was then the catalyst for the movie going forward. So I, I do like mm-hmm. how it did that because I was just really worried that it was just going to be like, oh, they just cut something really – cut a trailer that showed something really important from later on. Yeah. Um, but no, I, I, I did I, – I like that and then that's a – and then, and then it, it kind of – there's a time jump to the family like I, that's at like the what the three month mark and then it jumps to like basically jumps a whole like year later a year plus so yeah that, that contextualizes what the daughter is going through and that's obviously it's obviously really understandable you're wondering exactly how the whole family is feeling about her and that's a little yeah. bit of, that gets to unfold slowly and that's i think it's pretty interesting to watch that the the other thing that happens after that time jump is that you're like the mom's pregnant uh, Emily Blunt's pregnant. And in this like, economy, I know. <laughs> yes, very, very. We would want to have kids in such an economy, but like the. I mean, the thing is, it's like, why the fuck didn't you use like birth control? Like, you can't make sounds. Well, why are you gonna have a baby? Okay. No, no, no. Okay. I know. I'm not saying that. Like, I that was a problem for me that it took me out of the movie. I'm thinking. Well, yeah, that was dumb, but like, I don't need the movie to have some big discussion about that. I thought one of the things I was really impressed about the movie is like, it's evident that they know, like, oh, we're fucked. Like, you can almost yeah. see it on their faces. Like, they know. I don't need a big discussion about that because you know they've already had that discussion and how like they they're like, oh, I can't believe we're gonna bring a kid into this. Like, you, I, I think that both of their performances, particularly Emily, Emily Blunt's, are just like so weary and like tired and like have they they it's yeah. fully sunken into them what they've done and it's like yeah. and then you get to kind of see everything that they've done to try and prepare for it which and whether or not that's futile which i particularly enjoyed yeah well so that's the thing right is the kid thing it seems stupid on the surface because they seem like really smart people yeah um but then it's sort of just like this it's just like a movie thing for like hope for the future or whatever and i get it but I thought it was kind of dumb, but I almost felt like they used it as an excuse to just do more creative things, which they did. Like having the like underground little room and the way that they were able to put like the oxygen on the baby, but then sort of like lock him in the little basket so he wouldn't make noise. I thought that was really interesting. Yeah, so I mean that's um, obviously like an excuse to do something cool like that. Yeah, it, it was still really creative. It was still creative cool. elements. But yeah. one one of the things, one of the like the little plot things that I didn't like is how. They don't really explain how, but all of a sudden that thing is flooding at the most inopportune time later in the movie out of nowhere. It's yeah. Like, I'm like, uh, not that this thing can't flood, but it seems like you're just wanting to keep the plot moving and pushing them out of there. But like, we didn't actually see how that happened. And like, again, you've, they've tried to set these people up as smart people. And, yeah. all and of a sudden, it's just like, like thing is flooding convenient. Out of she, it's convenient that she wakes up like right as the before, water is about to, you know, before, the, yeah, before, before yeah. the water's around the kid. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it's just little things like that, that. I don't necessarily think they needed to do because the movie is like it, it just seems so much smarter than than that. But it sort of it gets lazy at, at little things like that, uh, which I think could have elevated it like uh, to another level. Um, the other thing is it, it doesn't really it almost uses like the fear of jump scares because there isn't really any jump scares in the movie. Because no, you, you, you hear the monster like before you yeah. see it jump out of nowhere or something yeah. like that often. And yeah, that's just how they yeah. decided to do I, it I, I wasn't i was definitely like scared uh, a good amount of uh during the film but it wasn't anything like super crazy um 
like don't breathe i was i was way more like uh, uh, losing my shit than than this movie. I think that's so, the closest analogy for this movie too, because it, yeah. it, it involves it involves like are, these creatures are supposed it's to be blind, right? Thing. Yeah, they're blind. Yeah, yeah so yeah. It, that, same thing there. It's, it's just like yeah. a lot of don't make a noise type thing. And I, yeah. I mean that that movie is also kind of interesting because it's like uh, you don't find out until the end. We never actually did a podcast on that one. That was that summer where we were yeah. both studying for the bar and we never got around to it. But so we never really talked about don't breathe, but like that guy, you don't find out that he's a pervert till the end. So yeah. it's, you're, you're, you're like, almost rooting for him. And at the I, beginning. I mean, those kids are shitheads. I don't know if I'm yeah. rooting for him to murder them, but it's like, you know, yeah, you, yeah, yeah. you don't, you don't feel like he's actually a bad guy for the longest time. So there's that yeah. element to it where it's like here, it's pretty clear who you're rooting for. And also at the same time, the, um, I, I do think, like you said, they, they they it's played a little differently. Where that guy might come out around the corner any moment now, and so there's the whole thing where they can't make a noise, but also that guy is being dead silent too. So that yeah. sets you up for more jump scares than this does here. Sure. I don't like some people get off on that. I, I mean, yeah. you know, that that's why yeah. they like going to horror movies. And uh, like we already talked about, you don't really particularly like horror movies no. for that way. I'm never a big horror fan, but not necessarily because I get scared or hate being scared super easily. It's just like they don't traditionally they haven't done a ton for me as movies like i don't i don't get any joy out of like getting scared or but like i don't hate it either it's just like i'm very apathetic towards them but uh that's why i appreciate it when the movie has something else for you to grab onto and you obviously have that whole family story here and and with this like i I didn't need the jump scares i thought it was cool watching these people try and be creative in their own ways um and yeah and i i guess i enjoyed going about that and they and like they did other smart stuff like i mean that like that like you said, the thing with the kid, but also the the rocket thing was pretty cool. So yeah, the fireworks stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that was cool. Um, and it's interesting because like these dudes that wrote it, I guess Krasinski and two other guys. I think they wrote guys, it. Like I think he, after he came on a direct after they had written it, but then he got to like change the script some. So I'd, I'd be yeah, curious to see how he did. Uh, so they only wrote one other movie, and it looks like it has trash reviews on uh, Rotten Tomatoes. So it's interesting that they were able to write something like. This competent and everything. Um, I guess what I will ask is, did did you wish that the movie like went into more stuff uh, with regards to like the monsters or the history of it or like what else around the world? Or were you cool with like how contained it was? Yeah, I don't need it to like set up like its own Cloverfield mythology and stuff like that. It's I mean, uh, they look scary enough and we know what they can do. And um I mean, I feel like there are other movies sometimes where God, I think that I had had one in my head that I'm not. Oh, I guess I was thinking of like Super Eight, where there's okay. the monster in that, where it's like you kind of like spend the whole movie being scared of the monster, and then at the end, it's like just oh, the monster is misunderstood, and I don't need the monster to have like that big of a redemptive, <laughs> redempt, yeah. redemptive arc or anything sure. like that. I mean, I like that sure. movie fine, and like, but it's like I don't need that much of it. I mean, if you want to spend a little more time having them investigating the monsters i mean you see his uh you see his work board or whatever where he's asking all these questions mm-hmm. like why don't they actually like um eat them or what are, what are their goals he's trying to figure it out so that's maybe like they're trying to do it in like a more subtle way where they're you're not well i guess they, sure. can't, they can't talk to begin with so i mean yeah. i guess there's only so much like real explaining they can do and that's their way of going about that's their way of trying to give you a little bit of context of like what the what these monsters have brought upon them you know sure yeah what did you think of the end um i i i get kind of what you're saying and that it seems like a very clean and 
uh, straightforward. I don't know if I, I, I figured someone was going to die and I guess I didn't think the movie, the movie was PG 13. So I didn't think I saw it going to a place where one of these kids died or the the mom that just had a baby died. So I guess you can say it was, if you had to ask who's going to die in this after the first death, it, I could have said it was going to be Krasinski. I, I, I didn't leave it necessarily feeling dissatisfied, but at the same time I was like, maybe they should have had a little bit of a better plan. Um, and I thought maybe there could have been a little bit more to it at the end after they get out of the silo. It's just like, yeah. I don't know. I, I guess they're, the, the whole rocket thing was so well thought out. And I guess like that was the protocol they had in place. So maybe it's understandable. They don't have some other really complex plan at the end, but it's just like, the, well, also the monster, like they, they didn't, those kids didn't make a ton of noise in that car when they went into the car at the end. And then the monster is like, very directly digging right at where they are inside the car, and that's when Krasinski yeah. has to yell to get him off. So I don't know if the movie totally played by its own rules there, just to get to a point yeah. where he need, felt the need to make that sacrifice. So I, I mean, I feel like there's maybe a more creative way it could have handled it. I don't know if I necessarily left it put off, maybe quite to the extent you were, but I definitely think there's a way they can do. It. They could have pulled it off a little better. Yeah, the that's the thing is the rest of the movie is so creative, and then they kind of have this ending where it's something that we've seen before it's just like somebody sacrifices their life and then it's like we're gonna go fight the monsters and um i guess they figured out a way they can like sort of fight the monsters and it's like now we're gonna now emily blunt and her kids are gonna use this this sound thing and they're gonna and they're gonna shoot the monsters and that's what's gonna kill it even though i'm pretty sure on his board he was like you can't shoot them it doesn't do anything to them or something so I'm not really sure. Do, do we know? Okay, I, I I forgot that part of the board, but it makes it pretty Maybe. clear. Maybe. I end. think there was something well, like, she how shoots, do we kill obviously them she or shoots that. Well, I mean, it makes it pretty clear that, like, maybe maybe – or maybe he thought you can't shoot them because then that makes so much noise that, like, one gunshot yeah. at the basement of a house is going to attract 50 of them like they show at the end. It's like – Well, I think that they, they said there was, like, three or four or something, right? Because like I feel like his board said I think I, I know I did see that, but it felt like they were implying there was. I thought I thought well, we, I thought maybe we see globally more, or something, right? They, like, well, I thought uh, when they look, they look at his uh, CCTV cameras at the end, like oh, after they she shoots, I, I, it yeah, looked yeah. like there was more than three or four heading okay, towards him. Okay. But at the same time, sure. it's like how is Emily Blunt going to take out that many at once? I, yeah. guess, I guess she knocks them out with the whatever the whatever the cochlear mm. implant thing can do to mm-hmm. do to them, and maybe then once you take them out, then you can shoot them all. I don't know, but I mean, I, I I see what you're saying though, and like I, it just feels a little bit it's unsatisfactory. Like, and it's like all, and it's like yeah, and it's all of a sudden she just all of a sudden figures out exactly how to utilize that thing yeah. to knock him out when she really had no idea what it was doing to that point. So yeah, I get what you're saying. There's got maybe it would have been, um, it, it, I think there's maybe a more interesting way in which they have some kind of plan that takes them further than what their plan did, and then but like sets them up in a more uh, interesting, creative, realistic way to be able to get out of it. But one part of that plan goes wrong, so he dies. Whereas it just kind of felt like after their plan, the movie didn't really have its the best plan themselves. Uh, yeah, yeah. It, it just feels like a lot of it was written very, very well. And then was maybe they're just like, oh, I don't know what to do here. Um, so I don't know. Uh, I, I know you mentioned Cloverfield earlier. I tweeted about that as soon as the movie was over. Like, it feels like a fourth or fifth Cloverfield movie. It could have totally made way. this Cloverfield movie yeah. because in those first couple, yeah. like, or in the first, basically each of the first three, the monsters look different in all of them. So they could have yeah. easily just like slapped, like just called it like 
Clover Cloverfield's yeah. uh yeah. silent place Cloverfield the silent place or some shit and yeah. no one would have thought twice and it would have yeah. been a lot better than Cloverfield Paradox in my opinion but I mean uh I don't I don't know like this is funny enough this you know Michael Bay produced it so uh it wasn't like it was under the bad robot umbrella it was under the Michael Bay yeah. umbrella and of all yeah. people to cr- to produce a very impressive silent movie it's funny that it was Michael Bay cuz not really known yeah. for making silent movies yeah um, I don't know what else. I mean, like it's it's a good family movie. It's like a parenting movie. Like how do how do you protect your kids? Yeah, what do you think of the kids? Um, like so the scene with his with the boy at the river is like kind of bothered me because I get what he was doing and I liked it. He was like, look, man, like you can talk here, you can like let it out. Like this is a place where you can kind of like breathe a little bit. Um. You know, and 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 listen to yourself for once instead of like being on edge all the time. And I, I like that part of it. But then, like the kid was so like on point about everything, like almost too like smart. At the, it was like, well, she needs to hear that you love her. She doesn't think that you care about her. She thinks you think it's her fault. And it's like that's it's fairly perceptive for it, it's just yeah. But it's just like so like on like thematically like we get it. Like that's. The disconnect between the dad and the daughter it's clear that we see that we don't i don't need to be told that uh, explicitly word for word like that um, yeah i mean i did think like wow this kid is uh conveniently very very perceptive yeah. about emotions but at the same yeah. time like i get it like he's he feels like he's had to bottle that up and it's probably sure. maybe, maybe there's yeah. something to that that he's observed and the daughter um she was kind I feel of like she, she was, was kind of annoying better character um, development than than the than the boy Probably, and I – because at first she's just like really annoying and like just running – well, you think she's running away, but she's not actually running away. She's just going to visit where her brother died. Um, mm-hmm. and it's like, But it's also like you keep remembering, oh, yeah, she's deaf. It's harder for her to – like why does she want to go in this house? She can't even – or go down these steps. Like she's not going to be able to hear like when she, she – she has no concept of like if she puts her foot on the step, if it's going to even start to make a creaking noise, you know, it's like, yeah. she's trying to do all this stuff and she's yelling at her parents for not letting her do that. I'm like, you, what, don't you understand what they're doing? And I'm like, I got to remind myself, like whatever, how like 11 year old girl, whatever she is, like, they're not going to yeah. be like the absolute smartest and make all the right decisions. Yeah. So it's like, well, and, yeah. I, and I, so I guess I appreciate the, the arc that she went on and, um, I, I, I don't know. I, I did enjoy her, but like, I, I, I was just like, I went through that same process at the beginning where I'm just like, like I was talking about when we did the Love Simon podcast, like, wow, these kids aren't act, acting the right way. It's like, no one acts exactly how you would in a movie. And I just like, she was like, annoying yeah. me at first because of that. And then I just had to like remind myself, little kids do stupid shit, you know? Yeah. Well, I, I think it's hard for her too. Cause like she, I think a, you probably mature a lot easier in that environment and B she thinks of herself more of as an more of an adult than her parents do, but they're just like trying to protect her at the same time. So I don't know. It's a good like juxtaposition of stuff, but um, no. I mean, the movie is the, the movie's good. I would definitely recommend people you, see it. You called uh you called John Krasinski Krasinski Jim from The Office earlier. I don't did did you watch The Office in its entirety? Um, I mean, I stopped all. watching it because it got trash. But yeah, it, it did for a couple seasons. I, I, I mean, you watch fewer network sitcoms than I do. I'd say so. I didn't know if that was one that ever uh, got on your radar. So I didn't know what your expectations were him. For no, I've or, seen most of the episodes. I just don't okay. have an. So I didn't know what I didn't know like what your I didn't know like what your expectations were for him going into it because like yeah, I, I mean, I've, I've I watched all The Office. I watched that Mandy Moore Robin Williams movie about the priest that he was in, uh-huh. and then I. I 
and then I don't know if I've actually watched him do like anything else. So I was just like, I wasn't sure what to think of like seeing him in a movie like this. Cause he did like the Michael Bay Benghazi movie. And I'm like, I'm not seeing that. Yeah. 13 and hours. Yeah. Like, yeah. I'm not, I'm not going to that. I, 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 that Jack Ryan thing. I don't know if it already came out or not that he's doing, or it was, maybe it's on. Um, Amazon or I don't think it's out yet. I know he's doing maybe that. So I was just like, yeah, I mean, whatever. I'd never seen him. Like I really never seen him do a non-comedy. So it's like, yeah. It's Aloha, like, man. Oh yeah, he has, to, he has to give Bradley Cooper the death stare. Um, man, that's a deep cut. Uh, but yeah, yeah, so I was just like, I don't know what I'm gonna make of this dude, and especially since he cast his wife. Or I, I don't know if you watched any of the Emily Blunt interviews. She pretty much convinced him to fire an actress that he'd already hired to play the woman when she read the script and was like, "No, I want to do it." So I, I would love that's to awesome. know who that actress was. But at the same time, it's like Emily Blunt's a really good actress, and yeah, he's and she's really good in this. Yeah, 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 and he's basically a guy that like was a funny dude on a sitcom so it's like is he gonna like get blown off the screen by her and like i still really appreciated his performance even though he's casting himself opposite his wife who's one of the better actresses we have these days so yeah good for him good for him for showing he can do other shit yeah i think that they were i think they were both really good um i don't really know that i have all that much to say uh one other thing one, one other thing that bothered me um is like a director thing i thought that the uh the camera lingered too long on the nail after she caught it on the laundry bag, um, like that. Like I, the movie didn't need to tip its hand in that way. It could have like, yeah, dwelt on it for like a, a much more of a split second than it actually was, and yeah. that would have been a cool oh treat for people that like picked up on it after the fact. I, I don't know. Like I, there, maybe there are like a couple of things like that that I mean it's just like director can maybe trust the audience a little more or something like that and yeah oh i was i read, I read an article that was like little details in the movie and mm-hmm. there are a couple of things that i didn't pick up on where i guess when they're raiding that grocery store at the beginning like everything is all or the drugstore whatever it is like almost everything mm-hmm. is empty there but like the the potato chip aisle is like totally full because like you can't yeah. eat something that's that yeah. loud like, did, yeah. you, did you see that i didn't I yeah, missed yeah, that. yeah. I, I, I i totally did not pick up on that so i was like reading stuff um I thought there was like maybe one more thing on this thing i guess the um there there was some kind of a uh, sound thing when they turned the red lights on not just to like warn them of like a sos situation but like they they emitted a high-pitched frequency i didn't notice that oh, really maybe. So that, that, that maybe they'd already figured out to a certain extent when they installed that that the creatures uh were not able to function as yeah. well in that presence even yeah. if the daughter hadn't quite figured out the thing with her implants until later um yeah but yeah, I don't know. I, I I I still wouldn't mind going to watch it again. I feel like it's probably less scary when you go back to something like this, and <laughs> you can just kind of yeah. try and pick up on a little details. So I don't know. Well done. I'd be curious to see uh, what John Krasinski does next if he wants to make another movie and what direction he goes in. Definitely, definitely. I'll I'll, I'll definitely give him another shot. It was a good, was a good movie. Um, good marketing, everything. I just wish I was a little more satisfied at the end of it. That's it's about where I'm at. So yeah. All right. All right. Okay, we're back. So we just talked about A Quiet Place, um, and now we're going to talk about Blockers, the new comedy that came out uh, with Leslie Mann, Ike Barinholtz, John Cena, uh, directed by Kay Cannon. So this, traditionally, I would say, is a movie that I either wouldn't see or would hate and that Josh would probably like and be like, you're stupid for not liking it. Um, I don't know if I call you stupid. I, I think I've just like come to the fact uh, that it's, it's easier yeah. to make me laugh with dick jokes and sure. immature humor than it is you these days. Sure, I, I wouldn't call um, you stupid. So I really like didn't eat, I, like still to the point. I think that to me, I thought that the trailer was not very good, 
and didn't really inspire my personality to be like, hey, I want to see this movie. It had a few things uh, going against it from your perspective. One, I agree that trailer is trash. Yeah. Uh, two, uh, written directed by Kay Cannon, who I think you yeah. liked the first Pitch Perfect movie fine, but you kind of thought two was terrible and three didn't even bother seeing, which I don't blame you for. And also produced by Seth yeah. Rogen. Yeah. So that being said, I think the day before the movie came out, I watched John Cena on Jesus Amaro, and he actually kind of swayed me a little bit to like maybe want to see it. Uh, and I was like, all right. And then uh, Sky set up this big group chat. And I was like, hey, I'm going to see this at like 830. Like whoever wants to come, come. I was like, and Trevor wanted to go. So I was like, all right, we'll go see it. So when I saw it, um, yeah, it was, it was actually pretty funny. It was pretty good. It was definitely better than I anticipated it being. Um, there were definitely there was definitely some stuff that was like just stupid. But like with a with a movie like this, there's going to be stuff that doesn't land, I think, which is fine. I think that the good stuff was pretty good. Um, I almost wish it focused on the kids more than it did, but otherwise, uh, otherwise it was pretty good. Yeah. What did I, you think? I, I thought it was pretty great. I would also agree, though, that uh, I guess if you're going to go to a movie like this, you're going to have some crude jokes that don't work. Uh, for whatever reason, yeah. I guess Kay Cannon really loves herself some vomit because I'd say like the the, yeah. the, the, the the vomit scene from Pitch Perfect yeah. kind of stands out yeah. like a sore thumb in an otherwise really good movie. And uh, there's a big vomit sequence here, which is probably the – weakest part of the movie for me so um, unnecessary yeah like it, it served like no purpose and i guess i i, I don't want to say i needed the butt chugging scene because i definitely did not need the butt chugging no, scene in this. Stupid. but i did get a little bit of a laugh when like john cena's daughter looks out and looks at it and just yeah. like you, you already know she's on drugs so it's like oh that's yeah. kind of funny she's on drugs and then she's gonna go see him doing yeah. that uh we should say though uh for those that uh, haven't seen it that haven't seen it yet that it's about th- uh three girls that decide to lose their virginity on prom night and their parents decide to stop them. And part of what Anthony yeah. and I were alluding to early on was that like this trailer just made it look like it was going to all be about these parents thinking, oh my god, it's terrible. Our daughters might have sex. Yeah. And that is how this movie was marketed initially. And I, I had high expectations by the time I went in because I heard enough of the critics that were like, no, that trailer was stupid. Like it's actually good. Uh, yeah. But I think to the movie's credit, like it deals with the fact that there is a real double standard in like how we talk about sure. sex with yeah. young men and young girls, and that was something that the trailer didn't reflect at all. And I think the movie uh, handles that stuff pretty well. And I would agree with you in that it probably hung out with the adults. That balance should have been a little more slanted towards the kids than the adults. But I, I do. John Cena is just so amazing. Like, yeah, no, John Cena. John and, Cena, ten out of ten. And, I don't think he's made like a bad movie. And like. Or specifically in like the stuff where he's like focused on comedy, like sis- comedy, like yeah. like sisters and train wreck. Like yeah. he's like the best part. He's like arguably yeah. the best part of both of those yeah. movies. And it's like yeah. there, I can't even tell you that many like specific like punchline jokes that I laughed at. There's one particular yeah. that I did that no no one else in my audience did. But like for the <sighs> most part. He like I I could just like laugh at him do anything and and also like yeah. I I thought Ike Barinholtz was actually really funny and it was it was yeah. just kind of weird how that guy was like portrayed as this hero but then he's like the only one that has like the right outlook on sex at once the yeah. once the movie gets going but all of the yeah. all the reactions like his daughter just has whenever he does anything like I thought were hilarious like just watching these yeah. actors like kind of do their thing like I just got a real kick out of even if it wasn't like a lot of the one liner jokes landed and like I said some of that really crude stuff didn't do a ton for me I was just I still laughed a lot. Yeah, it's it, it's interesting because they actually like have a lot of really serious stuff in the movie with regards to whether it's sex, parenting, um, uh, drug use, like friendship, relationships, whatever. And it, I feel like it almost would have worked better if they just like almost played it straight. 
for most of the time. Because, I mean, not like super straight. Like, obviously, it's a comedy. But some of the, like, extra stuff just, like, didn't need to be there. Um, like what? But oh, um, Aside from just, those scenes we already mentioned. Like, like when they're doing the Fast and Furious thing and then the car blows up. Like, oh, yeah. We don't. I. I don't need that. That ten or fifteen minutes. Like it's such a waste of time. You know what I also thought the throw was a waste up of time? thing was a waste of time. You what else? Well, uh, well. For, first, I want to say that I was listening to an interview that Kate Cannon did, and it probably actually was pretty hard to edit this movie together because she said they shot like eight storylines, like the adults Jesus. together. The, well, there's the adults when they're doing stuff together. Mm-hmm. The kids do, when they're the girls when they're doing their stuff together. Each of the adults yeah. with each of their kids, and then each of the kids with each of their dates. So. I get why, like, if you want to have this many characters in a movie of this story, like, that has this kind of story, you're going to have to, I guess, do that to a certain extent and then try and cut the best material. So it's a, probably a tough balancing act, but I think they could have improved upon it in some places. You already mentioned a couple good examples, but also uh, towards the end where there's the scene where uh, Leslie Mann is uh, walking in on her daughter Julie in the hotel room. That whole scene, I don't really think it was totally necessary uh, like to have her in there. Like It's fine showing her with her boyfriend, but I think it would have been better to – like you, you get to the end, and you haven't had a scene since the one where she said, I'm going to UCLA because to get away from you. It's like all of yeah. a sudden you're there, and it's like I would have rather had – it's nice that she comes to that realization. I got to let my daughter do what my daughter is going to do and trust her, but it's like I thought that like I liked their chemistry together, and it would have been better if you would had a serious scene with them kind of like you did with the other two parents and the kids. Mm-hmm. And I didn't understand why they felt the need to have this whole thing where you're afraid that she's going to – you're going to have some awkward moment where she bumps up against the bed, and then they see her. Like I don't, I don't think that, that, that did a lot for me. Yeah, uh, I think they were just sort of – I, my guess would be they didn't want to have like the same scene three times, I guess, because right. you have the scene with John Cena and his kid and Ike and his kid. Well, I don't know if it's totally so – well, I... sorry, go ahead. No, I just think like it's the same scene where they have this like mo- this uh, moment together where they're like actually being real with each other and explaining themselves and finally understanding each other. Yeah, I get that it would have been similar, but like I thought each of them, each of those girls had – different relationships and issues that the parents had were slightly yeah. different in their own unique ways. Yeah, yeah. 100%. Uh, I don't think it would have rang too similar to me, but I did think that that was one thing I could have done differently. I, uh, as far as the girl, like one thing that they could have also, uh, devoted some more time to was, uh, what's the, um, character's name? Uh, is it Sam? Sam? No, Kay- Sam. Uh, yeah. yeah. Sam has the, um, the lesbian relationship, but it's not really a relationship. It's more just like she's really attracted to this one girl. And I uh-huh. really like that actress. I don't know if you saw. She's actually Pamela Adlon's daughter. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I didn't know that till after the movie. So I uh, I, she, I thought she was re- – I really, really liked her. Like I said, I liked her uh, reactions to Ike Barinholtz, and I thought there would have been a way to devote more time to that. I didn't feel totally cheated on that storyline because I think I just – she's that strong of an actress that she conveyed yeah. a lot of what she was feeling. But I, you could have had more of her with the girl that she ultimately gets with, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I mean that's the thing is I think they could have done more serious stuff in lieu of the comedy and it would still be good because I think that's sort of the underlying thing is there's a lot of like serious messages in this movie. Uh, when John Cena – when all the three of them are at John Cena's house and they're, and his wife is like – Calling him out. Giving them shit. Yeah, like that's probably my favorite scene in the movie and like probably some of the best writing that Kay Cannon has done. Actually, she didn't even write this movie though. Well, but, yeah, well, um, well that's the thing. She wrote – she has a writing credit but like other – but before she got to it, it was like eight dudes wrote it. So it was like yeah. she's like, oh, this movie sounds like it was written by dudes. I need to like revise some of yeah. it. So she did write some. Um, 
it, it it's like the best. It, it it feels like better writing than most, if not all, of uh, Pitch Perfect, which is interesting. I'm trying to think, what else? You know what, man? Uh, I'm kind of like I'm kind of played out on Leslie, man. I feel like I don't remember the last time I actually liked her in something, to be honest, because her 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 like deadpan like overreacty thing. I'm just kind of over. It. Like it was funny before, but like. It, she's honestly played like the same character in so many movies now that I'm I'm kind of over it. Is that weird? Is that bad to say? Like she's fine. I don't have a problem with her. I'm what, just like, what, what are you just, thinking oh, of just, when you're like, oh, this feels like played that, out. What What are you thinking of? Because I mean, she was in uh, she was in How to Be Single, which whatever. Like which, that was a perfectly enjoyable movie. Yeah. I think I don't think we had a problem with that. But yeah. she was just she was the woman that wanted to have a kid late in life or whatever. Uh, I never saw This Is Forty. Uh, it's awful. It's so bad. Okay, so maybe maybe, maybe maybe I would be a little different if I had actually. Did you see seen the that? other woman? I did not see well, that either. Okay, so you've just seen you've just seen more of her. So maybe maybe this would have hit me a little differently if I had seen a couple of these other movies. Um, I, I, I'm I, just I, I vaguely remember that yeah. uh, the was it the Jason Bateman Ryan Reynolds vehicle the change, change up. up? Yeah, 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 yeah. Saw yeah, that. Yeah. Uh, so I guess I hadn't really seen her do anything aside from um, how to be single in the last seven years. So okay, I, I, makes I, sense. I guess I, I guess I can. I don't know. I I didn't necessarily have the same strong reaction. I thought it was kind of a funny relationship she had with the daughter. So I guess it, I wasn't as particularly bothered. It's not by even that. about their relationship. It's I think it's just like her acting and her stuff. It's it just doesn't seem all that different. You know what I mean? Like it's uh it's just kind of the same beats and the same re- like overreactions, whatever. Um, that I've seen from her so many times, and I just don't necessarily think that. I needed it. Um, actually, do I like Ike Bernolds? I I didn't I don't I didn't remember if I liked him before watching the movie, but he was actually pretty good. I don't what if, I don't really know what I've seen. He had the because like I hate Sisters. Like that movie sucks uh, no. ass. Yeah, well I mean I liked it, uh, Sisters, but I he wasn't like the funny part of it. He was just kind of like there to be like the love interest for Amy Poehler. Like he didn't. I, don't, I feel he got, he got a thing stuck up his ass, and people. Yeah. I mean, people. I guess some people laughed at that. That wasn't necessarily my favorite part of that movie, but like. I, 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 he has the stint on, um, he's like in the neighbors movies, but he's like, uh, uh-huh. um, yeah. he's, he's uh, more, well, you didn't see neighbors too. I don't know. Actually, I don't think he's a neighbor. So I guess he's, I'm just looking at his IMDb now. No, he's the same um, character in neighbors too, but I didn't, he's in suicide squad for like some random reason, even though he had, he's he had, like, he had like the, and he had the arc on eastbound and down. Uh, yeah. Which was, was amazing. Yeah. On, so. As Ivan, he was great. I guess um, I just haven't I seen as much of his like stuff that. as I thought he had, but I mean, I really yeah. enjoyed him in this movie. Yeah, and he's pretty good on the league too. But I think I was thinking of Neighbors and um, Suicide Squad, and I was like, "Man, I don't like." I don't. I don't remember. But I I don't remember who he was in Suicide Squad. Um, He plays like a corrupt cop for like, and Joker wants him to get. uh, Oh yes, okay, yeah, a jail or whatever. Yeah, he's only in it for like ten minutes, but. um, But no, he was good. I, I almost feel like they typecast some of these. Like I, maybe that's what it is. Like Leslie Mann and Ike seem a little typecast, and even John Cena to an extent. But he's just like so charismatic that he kind of overcomes it. I think. Um, like I think the like this actual storylines were good. I just wish that the parent characters were maybe a little bit more developed, if that makes sense. Because um, I thought the all the girls were really good. I think they had a good relationship. I just w- the only thing with them is I just wish we had more time with them because they were actually like a bre- uh, like a breath of fresh air. Yeah, I, I like I like the relationship. Stuff. There wasn't like the I feel like a lesser movie just ha- turns turns them has them have some sort of cat fight where the friends a have a fight, falling out yeah. of, a falling out at some point yeah. and this to create conflict yeah. artificially and yeah. that's that's yeah. just not there and you don't have to really worry about that which I which I appreciated. I talked about um, how much I enjoyed. Uh, 
Gideon add-on, but I, I, I enjoyed uh, – I, I thought you, there's also one where they make Catherine Newton, who looks like the stereotypical blonde. Like they might make her like mm-hmm. a dumb blonde or maybe a little more uppity, but she's just kind of like there and like on equal footing with those friends, even though she is the one yeah. with like a long term relationship of sorts. Yeah. Um, and the other thing I enjoyed it doesn't like define her, right? Yeah, Which yeah. She's just like there. She has her own, like she just kind of has her own thing with their friends, and like she's very into her boyfriend, but it's not like completely completely obsessed Obsessive. in, like a, in yeah. like a crazy way uh and with but with the other two girls aside from her uh one thing i thought the movie did really well actually was uh dealing with the issue of consent they they filmed yeah. they filmed this before the time's up movement whole thing started so i guess it's somewhat prescient that they even had a story like kind of had the, an element of that in this movie but i think maybe a less uh nuanced or graceful or smooth way to have done that would have just been to have either of those two girls just get like stupid drunk and then have a guy attempt to take advantage of her and then have someone yeah. like punch him out and it would have felt a little more on yeah. the nose but here it's just like we're just gonna have these guys like be respectful and just like this is probably how guys should treat girls when they're in romantic situations. Yeah. They should be sure that they're yeah. okay with everything, and it just kind of ha- has that be the way those guys are without like calling yeah. too much attention to it or yeah, patting yeah. itself on the back for uh, giving a message like that. And I thought that was pretty good. Yeah, and that that sort of idea reminds me a lot about uh, of call me call me by your name, where it's just like this is like we don't need to bring attention to something. Like it's it just this is the story we're telling, right? Because like with that, the 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 point I'm trying to make with that was how we talked about yeah, like yeah, yeah. Uh, "Call Me by Your Name" didn't have like a scene where we had to like have some bigoted shit said or done right, to the right. gay characters, right? It's just like here's a dude, here's a chick, they like each other, they're talking about if they're ready for sex or not. Like that's it, it's, and it's just it's like a regular mature taken as not a, yeah, it's just taken as not a big deal, which is I think more of what we need to see. Because um, like that's the way conversations should take place. So this is getting, yeah. this, this movie's somewhat aimed towards a younger audience. So it's important yeah. that they and see that's that the way a lot of conversations go anyway. It's not like this is something mythical, right? Like there are relationships where both people are like positive actors and they talk to each other and they have communication and everything, and it's just like normal. Yeah, and I, um, I think that's a more interesting thing to depict on screen than. Um, for sure than sexual violence <laughs> which we yeah, which i think sure. anyone because like anyone knows that like straight up taking advantage of a girl that's passed out is like wrong but they're like there are these other gray areas that i think have been talked about a lot more like since like the stuff about disease came out and things like sure. that where it's like it's not that clear cut you need to be able to take up pick up on cues and actually like have open dialogue and i think the movie just yeah. kind of does that but like we said it's not like being it so it's it's not like pointing it out to you at the same time yeah yeah yeah, which I which I really liked. Um, I'm trying to think of what else. Uh, uh, one thing I'll just go ahead and say is that uh, I don't. Did you laugh at the line where she's like talking about the rose petals on the bed the first time, and she's like, "I saw it in the romantic comedy American Beauty." Is like yeah. I, I I thought that was like fucking hilarious. That like just the well, way then she, he the said, confident. He yeah, said, did you see oh, the end of that you movie? The whole, <laughs> what, did you watch the whole movie? <laughs> yeah, he said, "Did you watch the whole thing?" That's what. That's the that was the funnier part. I, I just me, I, la- I just laughed the way she said how confident she was yeah. that it was a romantic yeah. comedy. I think I, I I I only heard half of his line because I was laughing so hard at hers. But yeah. no one in my theater laughed. It was literally yeah. and I I was probably in like a three quarters full theater and I was the only one that laughed. And I'm like, wow, these people probably think I'm super weird. It's like they probably just haven't seen American Beauty. But like the people that are watching this movie probably don't watch American Beauty. I guess so. like, I just thought it was freaking hilarious, and it was just like like that was like the one actual joke 
that like, I can specifically remember landing for me as opposed to me just like watching Cena do funny stuff, making me laugh and things like that. Sure. Like that just like, I mean, I, but I mean, I did laugh at some of the other stupid stuff, like, like, like Baron Holtz kicking the break dancer, like both times. I mean, yeah, that was funny. Dumb, but, like, and then when they had the moment of like, no, no, I can relate to you. That shit was funny. <laughs> yeah. 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 They're at the hotel. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, like I, like I said, I, I, I laugh plenty. I, uh, credit, I mean, obviously, most of the credit should go to Kay Cannon for pulling this movie off. But like, thank God, like Seth Rogen and company didn't like weren't content to just like have a bunch of dudes make this movie. They they brought it to her like they, she had never directed before. They brought it to her and offered to have her direct. And like that was before Pitch Perfect three came out and kind of sucked. So I mean, um, yeah. so I mean, who knows? Like, good thing that like the timing worked out the way it did, or else maybe she'd be in movie jail. But uh, yeah. like good, good on them for like not being content with the fact that like eight dudes had the first pass at the script, and then just going and finding a dude director because that would have been uh, particularly yeah. bad. Uh, yeah, and that's the thing, right? Is I think if it was a dude director, I would probably have more problems with the movie than I than I did because I think it would have been it, just worse. Yeah, especially with this with this topic. So I'm glad that they didn't just like make it a. Give it to a dude to do uh, because that would have been not the smartest thing. Another random oh. uh, trivia thing that I uh, learned just kind of like looking online at stuff was the the guy that played uh, Kayla's date, the, the chef, the drug guy, Miles mm-hmm. Robbins, is the son mm-hmm. of Tim Robbins and Susan Sarandon. Uh, oh, okay. I don't, I don't think he done. I, I can I, see I, Tim Robbins in his in his face now that you said that. Yeah, I thought that was like an interesting character. I kind of, I mean, it goes along with what we were talking about, with just like the yeah. consent, easygoing type dialogue yeah. thing. But I kind of thought his relationship with uh, Kayla was uh, it was pretty funny. Like yeah. he was just like kind yeah. of, he was just like down for whatever, and I I liked him as an yeah. as an actor. I don't really I think he, he hasn't <laughs> done like a ton of stuff before, but uh, yeah, like I I appreciated him. Um, what did you th- like? We we're talking about like the big goofy set pieces we didn't love the butt chugging we didn't love the vomiting what did you think yeah. of gary cole and gina gershon like playing naked, was, na- naked marco polo gonna, i was just gonna talk about gary cole like he's the second best part of the movie behind john cena i think <laughs> yeah. like no question he's such a good actor and, 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 yeah because i think my favorite line was like well maybe your kid doesn't trust you enough to release you the information of where they're going to be partying after the prom whatever like the whole thing was fucking hilarious. Um, his eyes too, like when they were looking through the window, was so funny. Yeah, yeah, no, um, right. But yeah, no, I literally just pulled up his his uh, his page because I was gonna mention him. But yeah, they were great together. Um, and then you had the scene at the end, obviously, where John Cena's fucking around trying to do the same shit, and it's just it just fails miserably. But um, nah, yeah, yeah, he was really good. All the stuff with them was really good. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, it's 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 a good movie. I'm, I I don't really watch movies like this, so I don't really know what to compare it to or like, whatever. But I feel uh, like there haven't been a. I mean, there have been some other dumb comedies, but I feel like I mean, you, you didn't particularly like Game Night. I guess I, I liked it. We didn't even bother talking I think about Game it. Game Night is fine. Oh, like, I thought I thought you didn't like it a couple it. times, but oh, like, no. Okay, I laughed a ton. I think it's overrated. I laughed a ton. I mean, I I I, get, I don't I haven't really ranked this one. I haven't updated my movie rankings in a while for the year, but like. I think it's a pretty good year. Like I can't, I don't remember. Like, were there two comedies like th- of that caliber last year? Like, I'm trying to think. I don't of com- what, what comedies did we even rank? Th- it's an interesting that we're still like within the first qu- quarter third of this year, and I feel like there have already been like a couple of better comedies. Where I can't really think of any comedies that quite landed like this in the last year that were just of this genre. You say you haven't seen a lot, but I don't know if there's been a ton that's been worth you seeing. Like I'm sure I've seen yeah. a few stupid movies that you didn't bother to see over the last couple of years, but like there were stuff like 
Um, there was stuff that like I could even admit like wasn't like high quality, but like I could still go to and get laughs, you know? Um, I'm literally looking at my list and I don't remember, I don't even know if I saw a comedy. Like the first, like the highest ranked thing that I would like, I mean, like, sure. You can like call something like Thor Ragnarok a comedy, but like, let's like talk like comedies of this ilk. Like maybe of, Jum- of this like, genre, not not even Jumanji, dude. That's like, like maybe yeah. Kingsman is one of the closer ones to it. But, but it's like, kind of a crude but it's also movie, like, but it's, it's like it's like an action movie at the same time. I mean, like I I yeah. don't have any like I'm just looking down my list of movies from last year and like I'm not even seeing like something. Out. Girls Trip would be the first one I come on where I'd say yeah, yeah, that's yeah, a comedy yeah. girl. And like we like that movie. And and Girls Trip good. is better than this movie. Um, yeah, I, I I I'd say I like them both a lot. Um. But yeah, that was like the first thing I got to on like on my list of stuff from last year, and I mean there there just hasn't been a ton. So I mean, if they can keep making stuff like this, that's good. Uh, yeah. Rough Night was another one, uh, which is very like pretty much the same movie to Girls Trip, but like that I mean like that's two uh, movies, and like I'm looking now like basically in my top eighty movies from last year, like like I don't have another movie after those two that I would consider a comedy until Pitch Perfect three, which is bad. Or no, well uh, I I'd, I'd, I'd say. Baywatch was one, but uh, I guess it's a little different yeah, too. Yeah, not very good. Yeah, so it's like there, there's yeah. barely any last year. So it's not even like at first I was thinking in my head like, oh, maybe Anthony just like thought those movies look stupid and he didn't see them last year. But I didn't see that many of them either. So uh, yeah. yeah, I mean like if, if they the studio comedy wants to make a big return, I'm not going to complain. But uh, we'll see if they're good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I also shout to Hannibal Burris. He was he was really good. Yeah, I was like. I was like doing. I was doing too much of my stupid um, random trivia knowledge in my head. I was like, "Wait, he was born in 1983," and then he's like, "Oh, he's the stepdad." Okay, I get it. And I was like, "Yeah, yeah, he should not have an 18 year old daughter." But like, okay, he's the stepdad, yeah. and for a guy that's actually really only like 34 years old, it's kind of funny that he got to he 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 got he got me to laugh some playing a stepdad. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah, he was good. So uh, I was happy for that. But yeah, otherwise, um, you know, it's crude, but it's funny. Uh, it's probably worth a watch because like, like I said, there's not that many com- like straight comedies out there. So, um, yeah, I don't know. That's about where I'm at on it. So, all right, cool. Um, yeah. If Josh, if you don't have anything else, then you guys can hit us up on social media to talk about a quiet place and blockers. Uh, Josh, what is your at? At Josh Chernovoy on Twitter, J O S H J U R N O V O I. And the podcast Twitter is at 52 in 52 pod. Uh, you can find me at a clambake, a k l a m b a k e. Podcast email is fifty two in fifty two pod at gmail dot com. Thank you guys for listening, and we'll see you guys next time.